chapter 16, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. And if you want to, for good measure, you might want to put a finger in Philippians chapter 2. Proverbs is in the Old Testament. You can find Psalms. Just keep flipping. You're pretty close to Proverbs. Philippians in the New Testament, kind of toward the back part of the New Testament. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Pride comes before destruction and an arrogant spirit before a fall. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you today and we thank you for these words of warning, dear Lord. I pray that you would help us to hear these words today. God, this passage is short and it is simple, but it is powerful. God, pride is lurking around the corner for each one of us, dear Lord. It is easy to give in to, and I would be willing to say that probably everyone in this room has given in to pride more often than we would like. God, perhaps we battle pride today as we come here before you. But God, I pray that through your word, through the power of Jesus Christ, that you would keep us humble, God. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, that you would take away my pride this morning, any fear or worries I have about preaching and doing a good job or any of that stuff, dear Lord. But I pray that through it all, you would be glorified because that is why we are here. So, dear Lord, we have read your word, we have heard your word, and I pray, God, that that word will work in our hearts today. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Imagine with me, if you will, for a few moments, a boxing ring. And in the middle of the boxing ring are two boxers preparing to face off. The arena is filled with cheering fans and in one corner at six foot seven two hundred and eighty five pounds built strong and ready to fight stands pride and the crowd sees pride and the crowd cheers greatly and pride cannot get enough of the crowd as pride walks around the ring and looks at all that is there and all who are there, no doubt, to see him, who is unquestionably the greatest boxer to have ever lived. And the crowd cheers greatly for pride. After all, pride is everything that the crowd has ever wanted to be. Pride is, of course, the best looking. Pride is the smartest. Pride is the hardest working. Pride is the most intelligent. Pride is the wealthiest, and there are none better than pride. And so it would seem only natural that all would cheer for pride and want to be pride themselves. But in the other corner of the ring, at about five foot three and 110 pounds, stands humility. And the crowd really doesn't cheer much for humility. Humility is, is average. Well, if I'm honest, humility really is not that attractive at all. Now, humility is not scrawny. I mean, humility is, 
is okay, but, but in comparison to pride, I mean, humility really does not stand a chance. And a few moments later, the bell rings and the boxing match begins. And it is pretty clear very quickly that pride has the upper hand. At least it looks as though pride has the upper hand. Humility comes, and humility's not even really throwing a punch. I mean, every once in a while, there's, there's a push and a shove, and, and humility is not afraid. Humility is, is not backing away. It's not backing down. It's not cowardice. But instead, it's standing firm. And blow after blow, pride. <clears throat> punch here and a punch there. And humility takes it. He dodges. He weaves. He moves back and forth. And it doesn't take long until humility is knocked to the mat. Which is no surprise to pride. He knew it was going to be this way. How could it happen any other way? He was going to win this boxing match. And it was inevitable. The bell rings and round one has finished. And humility has took and taken quite a beating at this point. But humility doesn't get to rest long because pretty soon the bell rings again and round two is much like round three and four and five. Things are not looking well for humility, but every time, every time pride steps up and gets ready to get back into the ring and begin to box, humility always stands up Never with a look of fear. You can tell that, that, that the battle is, is really beginning to wear on both boxers. But pride stands there. And round after round, pride continues to take a punch. Well, as the match goes on, we get into round six. And, and pride is really full of himself now. The match will soon be over. Humility has not landed a single punch. Victory is inevitable. And as humility stands there in defensive position, holding firm, pride begins to parade his way around the boxing ring. Looking at the crowd with his hands into the air as the crowd cheers. Look at pride. If only I could be so strong. If only I could be so famous. If only I could be such good looking as pride is. And pride really has no concern to humility. Even turning his back to humility as he goes around the ring. And in that moment, humility says, now is my chance. Now is my chance. While pride is turned, I could take pride and I could smack him right in the back of the head. And that may be my opportunity. But as soon as humility thinks such a thought, he quickly remembers a story that his own trainer had told him. And then it wasn't very long ago that, that pride that's now across the ring from him used to sit in humility's corner. And it was such a move that got pride to where he was. And humility thinks twice and says, nope, I'm going to stand firm. The match the round ends in much the same way that the other rounds had ended. Round seven ends and round eight is right around the corner. 
boxing match will soon be at an end. Now, humility has not gone down easily. As good as pride may have been, humility has stood there. And the, the boxing match has, has gone on for longer than pride had anticipated. But one thing is certain about pride. Pride always falls. Pride always falls. And as the boxing match is drawing to a close, pride begins to get a little tired. And humility continues to stand firm. And pride says, I will finish this fight. And mustering up all the energy he has, he fights and he punches and he punches and he punches and he punches. But humility never wavers. And pretty soon, pride falls. And humility is crowned the victor of the boxing match. Yet humility never threw a punch. But in the end, pride always falls because pride always thinks a little too much of his own abilities. Pride thinks about how good he is. Pride is unprepared for what is coming because pride doesn't see that there's any danger on the way. Pride says, I can take care of myself. I can do anything I want to do. Who can stop me? Yet humility is always there, standing firm, not giving in, prepared for whatever may come. And inevitably, pride will always fall. Now, when the boxing match began, no one in Vegas put a dollar on humility. There is no possible way that humility is going to win tonight. <coughs> But yet a miraculous thing occurred, and when that boxing match was over, there stood humility. Now throughout the match, pride said, this is, this is outrageous. This is outrageous that someone would take such a beating, that someone would stand here, that someone couldn't fight back, that someone be, wouldn't be able to stand with me. But the problem with pride is pride confuses humility with humiliation. To pride... Humility was humiliating, an embarrassment to everyone who would have known it. But humility is greater than what meets the eye. You see, there's more to humility than what meets the eye because humility is strength. It's strength that has all of the characteristics of weakness. Humility is victory, but it has the appearance of defeat. But when all was said and done at the end of the boxing match, it was pride who fell and it was humility that won. You see, the problem with pride is this. The problem with pride is pride says, I can do all things. But the greatness of humility is it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Pride is lurking. Perhaps it's already in your life. Perhaps you are the proud one. Perhaps you are the humble one. After all, to be humble doesn't really look very appealing. 
When we see those who are humble, they, we almost think that they are weak. It gives the appearance of weakness. But yet and still, it is humility that God calls us to. When it looks like humility doesn't stand a chance, that humility is standing around, what humility is exhibiting is patience. And throughout God's word, we see God's word speak against pride. But we see that the humble are exalted. Pride comes before a fall, but God doesn't desire for you and I to fall. He doesn't desire for you and I to live in pride, and maybe we are battling that today. And the best way that we can battle pride is by humbling ourselves before the Lord. To say, God, I am not that good. I am not as good looking as I think. I am not as smart as I think. I'm not as talented as I think. God, quite frankly, I am a wretched sinner. And the moment we humble ourselves before the Lord, the moment we stand firm in our humility, is the moment that pride dies in our life. There's no better example for us when we look for humility than to look to Jesus Christ himself in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Paul says, make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of men. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. What a beautiful example of humility in Jesus Christ. He was not one that was much to look at. He was one that at any moment could have used his power to destroy the proud around him and the sinful around him. But yet Jesus chose to exercise humility. And it is through humility that victory has come. It is through humility that Jesus was victorious over sin and over the devil. And it is through humility that you and I will be victorious. It is by pride that we will fall. But it is through humility that we will obtain victory. And so it was for Jesus Christ as he humbled himself on the cross and rose three days later victorious and given a name above all names. And Jesus Christ wants to share that with you today. He wants to help you to overcome your pride. You can't do it by anything in your life. You can only do it by seeking Jesus Christ. By saying, Jesus, you humbled yourself and gave everything you took all kind of punishment that you did not deserve, but you did it out of love. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your humility and your sacrifice and the forgiveness that is obtained through that. I accept that and make you my Lord Jesus. I humble myself before you. And the day that Jesus was nailed to the cross, and there were some proud there that day who mocked him. What about you today? When you hear the words of Scripture, 
when you hear of Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Will you stand here and mock Jesus this morning and reject him? Would you have stood there and mocked him at the cross that day? Or will you be one that falls at the foot of the cross? Will you be one who kneels at the foot of the cross? Because I can assure you of one thing. There is no pride on the cross of Jesus Christ. It is humility perfected. And there is no pride for those who humble themselves at the foot of Jesus Christ. May we not be those this morning who fall in our pride. But maybe we, we be those this morning that fall on our knees, humble before our humble Savior, that our life may be changed, that our sins may be forgiven, and that we too will experience victory. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for your good words. Dear Lord, pride is very sneaky. God, pride comes oftentimes in the form of a, of a compliment or something nice. And those things are not bad, dear Lord, when people give us those compliments. But I pray, God, that through your spirit, you help us to catch ourselves. That we don't let pride twist good things into bad things. But God, any good that's in us is because of you. So we give you the glory, dear Lord. Let us not be proud, but let us be confident. Let us not be afraid, but let us stand strong, dear Lord. Let us not look for our opportunities to overcome our problems, but God, seek you and trust you in all that we are up against. God, I pray that if there are any in this room this morning that struggle with pride, I pray that you help them, dear Lord. It's tough. we gotta, we got to battle it every day. Man, that, 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 that desire to think too much of ourselves is, is easy dear Lord but God anytime we are tempted to think too much of ourselves let us go to the cross dear Lord a pray place that is that is free of pride let us make our own attitude that of Jesus Christ who showed us what true humility really is God maybe there is one in this room this morning and they have never put their faith in Jesus Christ maybe they have walked proudly through this life not feeling a need for Jesus, trusting in their own abilities, thinking they can do all things, but God, it is inevitable that with that pride will come a fall. So I pray, God, today that they would humble themselves before that fall comes. God, that they would not trust in what they can do, but they would trust in what Jesus Christ has done for them. God, I thank you for these good words. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.